Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Saturday, 15 October, in the year of our Lord, 2022, we're three and a half weeks away from the most important midterm election since 1862. That happened just uh, weeks after the Battle of Antietam. Uh, I want to bring in now back Alex Jones. Alex, uh, give us your, your your best thoughts. Where where do you think we stand three and a half weeks out? This um, all important, all all the chips in the middle of the table. If we don't take it off, we don't win it. It's over. The Republic's done. Where do you think we stand, sir? Well, everything you say, I watch the show almost every day, watch the clips every day, and your analysis is above mine when it comes to the election. I just know that they're going to engage in massive election fraud, but if you study the fraud they've engaged in using the names of dead people or people that have moved out of the district or out of the state, they have a cap on that. They try to steal Texas. They try to steal Florida, but if you watched, they were ahead until they ran out of fake votes, and then uh, the Republicans won in Texas and in Florida and other key states. And some states, they probably have enough names of dead people or folks that have moved out of the state uh, to still try to steal it. There's a lot more eyes on it. A lot of states, like you pointed out, have passed laws like Wisconsin uh, trying to block that. And so now the corporate press, whether it's the Washington Post you just showed, or I've got a Politico article uh, here that just came out yesterday, admitting that these big voting machine companies that are suing uh, Fox and others, well, it turns out actually they are open to hacking. There has been a big history of that. We've all seen the videos of Democrats complaining in past elections about it, but suddenly we're not supposed to. So now they're trying to hedge their bets because they know uh, people aren't buying into this, and they may flip the script and claim Republicans stole the election uh, in in some districts, like we saw with Stacey Abrams uh, in Georgia over the last few years. Hold, so, hold, 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 slow down, stop. That is, okay, this is pure signal, not noise. Stacey Abrams is down by 10 points in Georgia. Herschel Walker just won the just won the debate last night. It was magnificent. Alex Jones, repeat that because Stacey Abrams is coming out right now and saying, "Hey, we got to watch this Republican voter suppression. You got to watch these Republicans that are taking over these uh, election officials, election judges." How do you think they're going to flip the script? Hit me that with that again, Alex Jones, because I want to get that as a marker that we can play. Because Alex Jones said it first. What's going to go on here, sir? Well, as you said, I go off their signal. So people ask how most of the time, 95% of the time, am I accurate? It's, 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 I'm not that smart. I've learned they are never congruent. They're not like conservatives or populists or Christians or nationalists or patriots. They just constantly change reality like Karl Rove famously toward the New York Times. He said, we're history's actors now, and we'll change the script. We'll change the narrative whenever we want. So when I see them now in dozens of publications yesterday and today, literally dozens, from Politico, the Washington Post, the New York Times, to MSNBC, to Stacey Abrams in Georgia, with Herschel Walker kicking her butt, flipping it. 
So, so first, okay, Republicans steal elections. Now suddenly no one ever steals elections. It's a crime to sit, even question an election. And then suddenly they're flipping the script with 24 days out that, oh, my God, the Republicans are going to steal the election with voter suppression and, and with machines and the rest of it. So I think they know there's a landslide that you've been predicting that we see all the evidence of. They've done the math. They're desperate. They know they're losing. So they're getting ready to flip the script again and then challenge these elections. Alex, you're going to be doing specials all day. I want people to know how to get to your show, how to follow you, because I know you're in the studio right now. You're going up all day. We want to make sure everybody gets uh, the uh, access to your wisdom and insight. So tell us what you're going to be doing. You're programming over the weekend, and where are people supposed to go? Well, I'm going to be taping as soon as I get off with you uh, until about 1. I'm going to be covering the U.N. control of the COVID response because they're getting ready to release something new, I think, in the near future, probably after the midterms. And now they built these U.N.-directed uh, emergency quarantine centers around the world with China, uh, using that as the cover uh, for their political suppression. How they built these centers uh, in Canada, in Australia, in Europe, in the U.K., and Biden is expanding them secretly. We have evidence this will be big news in the U.S. We'll be looking at the big party Congress, as you're doing, obviously, and Xi Jinping going into a war mode. Uh, we're going to be uh, also looking at the election that's coming up. So at 2 o'clock Central, I usually go live, but today it's going to be taped. We're going to post a two-hour special taped uh, report that'll be at band.video, infowars.com. It'll also be streamed over all the uh, Infowars platforms. But wherever they get it, the War Room or Infowars, we're basically not reading over each other's shoulder. We've studied things. That's why our message is about 99% you know, of the same, just different knowledge and perspectives on the same problem. And so that's why it's so precious. Everyone share the links to warroom.org and infowars.com and band.video because uh, this, th th there are times in histories at crossroads when more is done in a year to change the future than happened in the previous 50 to 100 years. And we're in a mega turning, a, 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 a mega uh, inflection point right now. And so that's why all of your audience and viewers are so critical. And why they tried to censor you and imprison you and censor me and imprison me is because literally if the message we're getting out goes to the general public, it's game over for the globalist and the CCP. And also, just in closing, because Tony Lyons done a great job, it just dropped yesterday, The Great Reset and the War for the World, the audio book. They had a great guy read it. It's not me. I'm kind of sick of my voice, so it's great somebody else did it. But now if folks want to listen to their car or their 18-wheeler or, or on a plane uh, or, you know, when they're taking a hike or whatever, they can get The Great Reset and the War for the World has now dropped at Amazon.com uh, on audiobook. So thank you so much. Uh, for having me on, no, Steve. You, by, by the way, every time I'm giving a speech now, people come up to the audience, have the signed copy. You're, you you got to get this book and take a pen and you're going to mark it up and use it as your kind of the, the railhead for your thinking about this because we are heading, as the book says, we're, we're heading into a financial uh, economic uh, catastrophe or now geopolitical, and it's all happening. You can see it every day. The signs are so obvious on it. Alex, thank you very much. Thanks for taking time away today. I know you guys are jammed over there. We want to get your voice in here about the 20th Party Congress, so thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Alex Jones in the geopolitics of the modern world. Uh, I want to go now back to the practicality here of the day-to-day -day grind. we got Rayla Campbell, one of the heroes running for Massachusetts, and Mark Fincham. They both join us. They're both running for Secretary of State on opposite ends of the country, but the issue is the same. The New York Times, uh, Rayla, is now, and I got you up here in Massachusetts. You're a red dot. 2020 election skeptics. Give us an update on Massachusetts. We hear New England may be shifting red. We're, 
uh, Rhode Island, too, has not been a Republican seat since uh, 1992. Uh, Alan Fung is up, I think, six, seven, eight points over a, a, one of the young rock stars in the Democratic Party, Magaziner. This is not they're not running some old schlump against him. This is a rock star. Fung up six to eight. Uh, Connecticut two and Connecticut five are in play. New Hampshire one or two in play. The Vermont Senate seat in play. The New Hampshire Senate seat in play. Nine. Alistair Gross tells me as many as 14 or 15 House seats in New York State in play. Uh, Zeldin is in almost a virtual dead heat in the governor's race. You got Henry's leading, Letitia James. What is the Commonwealth of Massachusetts? Rayla, where are we there? We are doing great. I want to thank you, Steve, so much and your viewers for giving me a no pun intended booster shot in the arm. It's been incredible, the support. But here in Massachusetts, our race is so important. I don't think a lot of people are paying attention because they think Massachusetts is a blue state. We are not. We are very red. In fact, Keller, he's from Channel 4 WBZ, said that I'm purpling Massachusetts. has a big red swoosh of me coming down. But you see how they like to change and say that we're now election deniers. That's probably because we saw Stacey Abrams, Adam Schiff, and top Democrat James Clyburn all deny an election. But yet nothing was said about them. It was perfect. That was election integrity. But when we say it, we're labeled, we're insurrectionists, we're white supremacists. I'm known as Massachusetts number one white supremacist. Every, all of the labels. How do they, by the way, Rayla, how do they, how do they call you? Uh, a white because they they smear and people should know Rayla Campbell's a hero and here's why they're coming at her hard I mean hard they're rolling hard on her and they call her the number one white nationalist in uh in Massachusetts why is it they particularly conservative uh, black conservatives they particularly go off call you Uncle Tom's white supremacists white nationalists running dogs for the Klan how can they get away with that in a state that's supposed to be so progressive ma'am well, they don't own me. And I grew up in the Irish Riviera, which is situated in low income and section eight housing in a pretty diverse neighborhood. Majority of my friends were white and were poor, very poor. Poor does not see skin color. I used to feed my friends. My mom would get so mad because we had sugar cereals. So after school, I'd feed my friends Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes, whatever, because they didn't have food in their house. But yet, I married an Irishman and all of a sudden I decided to run for office and I become the most hated person in the world. I was never on the Democrat plantation. I have always been a Republican. I've always been strong. I do not see skin color. All I see is red, white and blue. I have three beautiful mixed babies, two daughters and a little son. 12, 10, and 5, and I'm doing this for them. I'm fighting for them because we, as Americans, we are united front. We are strong. My husband's grandparents came to this country the right way. They had to speak the language. They had to be able to provide. They had to have a sponsor. They lived in a one-bedroom apartment with seven children, and they all served this country and fought for our freedoms that we have today. Massachusetts is a strong state. It is where liberty and freedom were born. This country would not exist if it wasn't for the patriots of Massachusetts. I am that patriot. That's why I'm running, because I'm not going to allow them to label the great history of Massachusetts and to label me by the color 
of my skin. I'm a Booker T. Washington Republican and proud of it. Rayla, how do people find out more? I want everybody in the Warren Posse today to go visit the site. How do the people find out about your campaign? Because I'm telling you, Rayla Campbell is going to be the next Secretary of State of uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And if you think the heads are going to blow up with Fincham and Caramo and Marchant, you wait till Rayla Campbell becomes Secretary of State of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. They're going to have a core meltdown. Joy Ann Reed, Rachel Maddow, uh, Chris Hayes are going to have a core meltdown on the evening of November 8th when Rayla Campbell wins. How do people get to your site to assist you in this effort, ma'am? People can go to my website, which is Rayla4MA.com. That's R-A-Y-L-A-F-O-R-M-A.com. They can also follow me on Facebook. I am on Getter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on all the platforms, Truth Social. But people need to understand the battle that we're up against. I have made history four times already in Massachusetts this year alone. First African-American woman to ever make statewide ballot in Massachusetts history, then become the party nominee, then become the endorsed candidate, then get the most votes in a Republican primary for a woman ever in Massachusetts history, almost 208,000. But there's no B after my name. There's an R after my name. So that's why nobody's talking about it. And I'm about to make history again on November 8th when the base comes out and the red wave, because we're not riding it. We are. And we're going to show them. And I can't wait to see their faces when I they ask me for an interview and I say, no, where were you? (laughs) (laughs) Rayla, thank you very much for taking time away the campaign trail. Appreciate it. Historic race there in the Commonwealth. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you, man. I want everybody to go to that site right now. I want that site to melt down. Your talent, this is what they fear. They fear what's happening in Dearborn, Michigan. They fear Rayla Campbell in, uh, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. They fear Carrie Lake and Tudor Dixon and Joe Kent and Mark Fincham and Jim Marchant. It's participatory populism and inclusive nationalism, and they can't stop it. They know now they can't stop it. So we got to make sure that we not just win massively on November 8th, but we secure the win. The one and only Mark Fincham, uh, public enemy number one, according to the New York Times and MSNBC, is going to join us on the other side of the break. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, I got the uh, great Mark Fincham. Fincham, give me your assessment of, uh, of how you think things are rolling in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, sir. Um, well, I, I think the the point that you made about the shifting of language, we're in an asymmetric information war. So they've now gone from election deniers to election skeptics. I think uh, <laughs> Alex Jones is spot on. They are teeing up this for a pivot to a claim that all of a sudden everything's bad. Everything after every, nothing was bad. After there were no election defects. Now all of a sudden there's going to be election defects all over the place. 
So this is where we need to call him out. And I'm, I love that gal. She's new to me. I've only uh, heard of Rayla just in, in the last couple of weeks, but I'm so impressed with that woman. Now, one of the things that uh, you probably want to know about, uh, a story dropped yesterday that Attorney General Brnovich in Arizona goes to the FBI and the IRS about True the Vote. What he apparently doesn't know is that True the Vote has been working with the FBI for over a year. In fact, they've got the same evidence that Mark Brnovich had. And if people want to go see it, I was just in contact with Greg Phillips a little while ago. Write this link down, open.ink, because the FBI decided they were going to pivot and make true the vote the bad guys. So this is called a total data dump. If I remember correctly, there's yeah. like three terabytes of data. Hold, hold, hold on, hang on, hang on, hang, hang on. I got, because we're, we're jammed here, but I got to go get to the story. Um, and we're trying to get fitting on too. Um Remember, Greg Phillips and 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 uh, and Engel, Catherine Engelbrecht, they they walked the people through in Arizona. They had this big meeting a couple months ago, yep. and then they ca the called shot was Connick. They called it. They said exactly what was happening, feeding it back to CCP. They were mocked right. and ridiculed by mainstream media. New York Times uh, Monday a week ago does a thing about what a bunch of clowns. This is more conspiracy theory, more tinfoil hat stuff. Next day, the guy's arrested. Okay, guy's arrested. What the FBI is trying, and this is Brnovich, this is the important, Brnovich going after, what they're going to try to do is spin this, that the true the vote guy, they're going to try to do the misdirection play. It's true, the, it's Engelbrecht and Phillips are the problem, not the CCP and not, not the uh, intelligence asset they had in all the states hiring the intelligence asset. This is a classic uh, administrative state or deep state, whatever you call it, move. And Brnovich, I don't know what, this is why, hey, this is why uh, he didn't win in his primary. Right. Well, you can't, timing, go ahead, sir. Look at the timing. We're 21 days away from the, the uh, general yeah. election here in Arizona. Yeah. Look at the timing. He's had this information for over a year. Now, yeah. I also find it interesting that internally, True the Vote identified an, a leftist infiltrator who kept taking the site open.inc down. That, that information that's out there is going to be for the public to see worldwide. There is no, the yeah. walls are closing in on these people. There's no place to hide yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, people have to have the back of Catherine Engelbrick and, and Greg Phillips, the heroes over at True the Vote they've done. This is we started the show with a woman who was kind of inspired. Melody was inspired. Jennings was inspired by even hearing the concept of what, before the film came out, she was inspired so much by 2000 movies. Because she started to watch the box movement throughout the country. We need everybody to go to her site. Put your shoulder to the wheel. Mark, we're jammed. I, just tell me about the campaign. Where do you guys stand? How do people think? Soros has designated $7 million to put it on top of, uh, put it on top of uh, Fincham's head. Of all, look, they're freaked out about Karamo. They're freaked out. But the two that they've targeted is Marchant in Nevada and Fincham in Arizona. And here's why. If you really have fair and free elections and transparent elections in Nevada and Arizona, you ain't going to have any Democrats in the White House. They understand that. The Harry Reid right. machine understands it in Nevada. And now they're freaked out about Arizona. They're seeing Kerry Lake. They're seeing Abe Hamaday. They're seeing Mark Fincham. They're seeing Eli Crane and these things. And you're seeing Blake Masters in, in for the Senate. They're freaking out because Arizona is the railhead of the MAGA movement, right? As much as Florida is great and Texas is great, there's Tennessee volunteers in Ohio right now. The first among equals are 
the folks in Arizona because you have fought the fight from the time that Fox illegitimately called it on that night. And that's why this thing is so important mathematically, but it's more important symbolically. And they understand that. Soros has put $7 million on the head of Mark Fincham, right, in a secretary of state down ballot race. How do people get to your campaign? How do they find out how to either put their shoulder to the wheel or help you otherwise, sir? Well, then go to votefincham.com. That's B-O-T-E-F-I-N-C-H-E, like Edward, M like Mark, dot com. While we believe it's message over money, it still takes money for us to get our message out. They're outspending us right now 10 to 1. But we are still enjoying a 7% lead, according to Calgary. Now, new polling should come out soon. We're doing two and three events a day. So it is heavy into the season. Uh, tomorrow, we're probably going to take a day off just to refresh and regroup. But coming out this next week, it'll be three events a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. So go to votefincham.com. You can click on the Donate button. And, of course, when you send this link to me, we'll carry it on our news cap. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, Mark Fincham. Uh, you never know where I'm going to pop up again. I, I just out of nowhere, <laughs> Mark Fincham. I'm stalking. I'm a that Fincham was, stalker right now. I was surprised. I thought maybe you were stalking me. I am stalking. I'm definitely stalking. I'm stalking your friends. Let's say that, not you. Okay, Fincham, thank you very much. One of the issues, the reason Kerry Lake is blowing people away, the reason we're winning in the Rio Grande Valley and in South Texas is, guess what? The invasion of the southern border. Todd Benzman. Benzman, you, are you like a contributing editor to the New York Post now? Every time, every time I get my post, I got a massive spread story on uh, – does a Murdoch have a piece of the action on your book or, or what's going on, <laughs> sir? Tell, tell me about these big stories that pop up every other day in the Post. I don't know. I'm a tabloid writer now. Uh, but listen, that's the sixth biggest newspaper in the country. I'll, I'll take the uh, ability to spread these ideas. Uh, no, they had a, uh, ran a, a, a great centerfold spread of uh, my story about the, what I call the death of the root causes doctrine. Uh, the Biden, uh, that they hung their entire immigration policy on. Uh, a lot of this is taken out of my uh, forthcoming book, Overrun, which uh, really digs deep into the European liberal roots of the uh, roots causes and the roots of the root causes doctrine and shows that there have been dozens and dozens of studies since the 1980s that show that root causes is a failure. Uh, it was tried for years and years and years in Europe uh, to kind of nation build the countries that are sending immigrants illegally over the European. But, it, but it's, it's, it's also here, it's a misdirection play. You have an invasion going, they, yes. they're hitting every month with more illegal aliens than we put on the beach in Normandy on D-Day and days thereafter. You, you're, having, you're having months now where you have armies bigger than Patton's army in Europe. This is a massive invasion. The root causes thing is to have Kamala Harris have something to chit chat about, right? It's a it's a misdirection play, Todd. Because, because the way they put that out there at the beginning was it's either this or nothing, either or proposition instead of, hey, let's let's secure the border and do this. But no, it was let's only do this and open the border up. And that's the problem with it. Uh, and anyway, the, the piece in the New York Times just sort of exposes that. Uh, but then the piece that I had in the Federalist that ran yesterday is uh, uh, about how the Mexican cartels have been fabulously enriched 
by this mass migration to the point that they have built up these arsenals of weaponry. They've rechanneled and reinvested these billions of dollars in of a windfall into tanks and 50 caliber belt fed machine guns and 30 caliber belt ship fed machine guns and landmines and drone uh, drones that drop uh, bombs on on federal troops. And they're out now showing their muscle battling each other and battling the Mexican this, this this piece in the federal federalists because they're, they're getting beyond paramilitary to military the failed narco state there is in your mind a greater threat to the sovereignty and national security of the United States and threat to the American people sir are the uh, Russian troops fighting in eastern Ukraine the Ukrainians or the now uber militarized Mexican drug cartels in partnership with the CCP that have invaded our southern border and control certain elements of South Texas and the Rio Grande Valley. Todd Benzman. Sure. And the conventional wisdom is that, oh, you know, we have to worry about the cartels because they might come over and there's spillover violence. Uh uh. My point is, is that we as a nation, we have used the Mexican military to deter the cartels from doing economic sabotage with oil and gas and with auto parts, uh, with American trade. If they get too out of line, we can ask the Mexican military to put the smack down on them. And my point is that that the Biden uh, mass migration crisis has enriched these cartels to such an extent that they now neutralize the Mexican government's ability to do that for us. And that they can act with impunity against our economy when their best favorite uh, sons or daughters are incarcerated in an American prison, for example, or they don't like something that the United States is doing. My point is, is that it's an indirect but incredibly important uh, way that the cartels can hit the United States uh, right where we live in our national interest, the economy, if they want, when they want. And we're only halfway through this mass migration crisis. There are estimates that they have earned $13 billion a year in the last couple of years, two, two years. What do you think they're doing with that? They're buying weapons. Todd, how do people get the book? How do they follow you on social media? Overrun is my forthcoming book. It'll be a couple of months at Amazon. You can find it there, but you can also find it at Barnes & Noble. Uh, ToddBensman.com Benzman at Getter Come see me on Getter You're on fire sir Todd Benzman Short break Back in a moment War Room Pandemic With Stephen K. Bannon The epidemic is a demon And we cannot let this demon hide War Room Pandemic Here's your host Stephen K. Bannon Okay, uh, welcome back. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Go there for all the specials, everything. You can't get it in big box. You can't get it on home shopping. You can't get it in retail. The reason is he's an election denier. Of course, the New York Times, the cover today, calls us election, wait for it, skeptics. I think the lawsuit of Donald Trump at CNN is having a little bit of impact. We're now election skeptics. No, it's too late, too late. You smeared us and defamed us. For years, we fight for the reality the 2020 election was stolen. We know it was stolen. We're going to show that in the House of Representatives 
uh, this coming year in the new Congress when we adjudicate it. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch uh, joined us. Tom, thank you for changing your schedule around. We've had to change the war around because I had to get you on here. In your Twitter feed last night is this, once again, the People's uh, Justice Department, which is Judicial, judicial Watch, because I guess for your request, the Gates Foundation, you found out through emails, is working with the CCP. Walk me through this, because the Gates Foundation stinks from the rotting head of the fish all the way down to the whole body. But this thing is probably the most explosive thing I've seen about it. What is it? Well, you know, uh, people don't know this, but Fauci had an agent in China working in the embassy monitoring uh, what the Wuhan Institute was doing and what the Chinese medical establishment was doing uh, specifically. And uh, because, as you know, Steve, it wasn't just the Wuhan Institute that they were funding. It was almost every biological op- research operation the Chinese had going and, and other health uh, activities the Chinese were involved in. Hang, hang on. Oh, I want people to understand. This is why we're, we're premier of the 20th Party Congress saying tomorrow. Understand that your tax dollars went to underwrite through Fauci these things. University of Texas at Galveston, University of North Carolina, went to underwrite what was the underlying predicate for the bioweapons program, the illegal bioweapons program of the People's Liberation Army. Tom Fenton, take it away. Yeah, so this uh, this operative for Fauci met with uh, Gates's people in China. Uh, she sent a report back, and uh, she talks about uh, the Gates Foundation uh, helping the Chinese government manage its um, resources and quote increasing its voice of governance by placing representatives from China on important international councils as high-level commitment from China. So you have our U.S. government reporting back uh, to Fauci's team that the Gates Foundation was acting, it looks to me, as an agent from China, helping them gain pre-qualification on medications so that Chinese companies manufactured drugs could be sold outside of China, help the Chinese establish bilateral collaboration with specific countries in, in Africa, and this was all part of um, the Chinese, I'm trying to think of the name, is it the Silk Road Initiative? Yeah, uh, One Belt, One Road. One Belt, One uh, Road. Yeah, Belt Road Initiative, which was designed to expand Chinese influence and power uh, throughout that area of the world. And you had the Gate Foundations, the way I read this, acting as an agent of China. And I just thought it was interesting to remind people of this, because I think we got this out about a year ago or so. That, you know, you had the Gates Foundation acting hand in glove with China. And, of course, the left is concocting all these concerns about Elon Musk because he dares express his personal views about the war in Russia. It's insanity. You know, you, you can act as an agent of a foreign country quite literally here. Uh, but um, and, and then, you know, be treated as an expert nationally and internationally, at, meaning Bill Gates. But Elon Musk make, makes a tweet or two uh, about uh, one of the most uh, significant wars in in uh, in the modern era and uh, he's to be uh, disallowed from owning Twitter as a result. Now I also want to make sure we connect the dot here the Hunter Biden laptop the the CEF they say it's an energy company it was really a capital marks a capital market allocator to take western capital and get it into one belt one road and one belt one road is the initiative that the CCP used to start to 
consolidate the Eurasian landmass. And you see with their allies and the mullahs in Iran and the KGB and FSB in Russia, this is what they're doing. And now you've got the, the Gates Foundation, you've got Fauci, you've got Fauci's operative. The investigations that that uh, that uh, Judicial Watch and Tom Fitton are going to be part of coming in the new Congress are going to literally be mesmerizing national television. It's going to be just incredible because the rot uh, and what they did with your tax money, right, to, to really prop up our existential threat, our greatest enemy, the Chinese Communist Party, is literally outrageous, and it's treason. Let me just put the word, the T word on it. It's treason. Tom, your your name's coming up every day, you know, on, on, on Mar-a-Lago or everything. How do people follow you on social media? How do they get to Judicial Watch, and if they want to support you? I want to say my dad, who died at 100 years in, in six months, he would tell me all the time of the donations he gave, and he wasn't a wealthy guy. He's the guy that hits you with a 50 or 100 or something like that. Right. He would always tell me the, uh, the the one he was proudest of and thought did the most work was Judicial Watch. He would get that monthly thing you put out, and, man, he would read it and mark it up and get it to me. And I'd go, Dad, I know Fenton. I know, I know Tom. Well, I follow. He goes, no, 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 you got to do this. So anybody well, that hits you. Judicial Watch for the 50. No, it's, dude, yeah. you've, got, you've got a 10, 20, 15. You, you guys get it done on so many different fronts. You are the People's Justice Department. You stood up for us in the Obama years. You've stood up for us in this you're going to be a major power player when we take the House and the Senate. So, Tom, how do people get to Judicial Watch? How do they get to you? Well, you saw the January 6th committee both mentioned you and me this week. <laughs> the, the dark, the and dark then you took down the last interview I had with you that we had posted for, from the war room. So, now we're no, no, hold on. I want to say attention. that I, Fenton was on here a couple. He did a great interview, and YouTube takes it down as what illegitimate material or something, right? Can't have <laughs> can't have the two dark can't have the two dark lords on on YouTube. Can't do that. So, so we're at judicialwatch.org. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, True Social and Getter, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and that's what drives the left crazy. We're all over the place. We have tens of millions of followers. And uh, they're not going to stop us. They are not going to stop us. Uh, we're going to blow the whistle on Gate, Biden, Fauci, the election failures of 2020 and what they plan in 22 and 24. Uh, we're, we ain't going to stop. And, you know, Hunter's in our sights as well in terms of investigation. And Joe, I mean, that's a racketeering operation that uh, the Sopranos would be um, uh, respectful of. Let's put it this way. No, totally, Rico. The crime family. Tom Fenton, thanks for changing your schedule around to drop. This story we're going to follow, the story at the Gates, the CCP, Fauci, all of it stinks to high heaven. And it took Judicial Watch to start to unearth it. Thanks, Tom, for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. I want to go out to Washington 3 quickly. He's he's grinding today. Joe Kent. Joe, it's the second great debate. Is your opponent, Joe, going to be any more up to speed on basic economics and 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 policy and what needs to get us out of this? And she's she's welded to the hip to Joe Biden, right? But she pretends not to. But is she going? Is this going to be any more meaningful debate than the first time that she just took her note cards and repeated uh, these uh, inane comments she made, sir? You know, I'd imagine she's been doing some rehearsing, but I think the only thing she can really rehearse is the tack line to divert from the fact that she is going to vote in lockstep with Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. Because when you get back down to the core issues of inflation, of out-of-control crime, of our children being sexualized in the classroom, the Democrats can't have that frank discussion, and she is no 
different. She's also advocating for new infringements upon our Second Amendment rights. So I think she's going to have some better rehearsed attack lines. That's, that's my assumption. But again, I, I really challenge her to actually discuss the issues today. And I, I just don't think she's going to be able to because Dem- the Democrats can't own the issues that they've presented to the American people. As a progressive, she's an open borders policy. I know she's going to say, oh, we need comprehensive immigration. As soon as anybody says comprehensive immigration reform, understand they're, they're open borders. That, that's, just a, that's just a misdirection play. Are those the types of issues you're going to hammer her on today, sir? Absolutely. I mean, the open border, we're smack dab between two sanctuary uh, cities of Portland and Seattle. So we feel the illegal immigration, the fentanyl getting pumped into our district, that's a, that's directly deriving this cycle of crime that we're living through. And then also, she says that I'm going to crash the American economy because I want to end economic immigration. I want to get rid of the fact that foreigners can come here and take jobs that belong to American citizens. So she always does this like faux MAGA, I want to bring back the manufacturing, sort of like the CHIPS Act, but without actually actually tightening up the labor market and restricting immigration. Again, when you get into the actual how these policies work, they can't stand on their own. So she's just going to divert back to that. I'm, you know, some sort of white nationalist because I think Americans should be given priority uh, for jobs. Have to be. Uh, Joe, I'm hearing good things out there about your surging and starting to get some gap here, but you got to run through the tape. And obviously we got to make sure things not stolen. Um, how do people find out more about the campaign, where you guys stand, more about you and more about how they can help? Yeah, please go to JoeKentForCongress.com. Any kind of donation folks can give is greatly appreciated. The NRCC is going to match any donation that people give from our website or from the NRCC's site. We need, pretty much need every single penny. The mainstream media is pulling hard for my opponent. They're running attack pieces on a daily basis. So JoeKentForCongress.com is the place to do that. Let me give you a big tell. When the NRCC comes in here and says we'll put in, we'll match you, that means they got a lot of confidence this thing's going to be a winner. And we're expanding the battlefield. And Joe Kent's at the top of, tip of the spear there out in the Washington state. And by the way, the campaign Joe's running and the message he's getting out that's helping folks in Oregon. We're going to win a bunch of seats there too. Joe Kent, you're a patriot and a hero and a warrior. Thank you very much for joining us, sir. Thank you very much, Steve. My honor. We expand, expand the battlefield. By the way, they can't stand up a stage. One thing I will say about his opponent, she has got the courage and guts to stand on a debate stage. This is her second debate. Most of them won't do that. So a hat tip to her, right? And I wanted a deeper, a deeper debate. I wanted her to bring left-wing populism. She's not doing it. It's kind of happy talk. She's got to bring the policies. And let's hear, let's have that. We should have a fulsome debate on that. And I do give her a hat tip for actually having the courage to stand on. Most of them are running. Look at Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs is hiding in bathrooms from debating Carrie Lake. Joe Kent's opponent will stand on a stage and debate him. I think the first of all, that's a kudo right there. But now it's like, let's get down to the content. I want to bring in Jeff Dice from Mises. I love the Mises Institute. Love going there. Dice, first off, I got to ask you this. We're in a financial crisis. The UK government's about to fall. They tried to do this crazy tax thing. They can't, couldn't pay for it. In the middle of all this, brother, they award Ben Bernanke a Nobel Prize in economics. And that means something because they're basically anointing Bernanke as, you know, you're a solutions mm-hmm. provider. Give us your – before we go to break, give me a minute or two on your thoughts on Bernanke, neoliberalism, and how it's, how it's worked out for the United States and the world. Well, I think the Nobel was pretty nauseating. I think it was a real kick in the teeth. And, and the point here, I think, is to warn off detractors of central bank's policies, which are, of course, exceedingly uh, inegalitarian, let's just say, at the end of the day. So uh, I think this was a message to the world that, that elites, especially in central banking, will be rewarded. Obviously, he's gone under the revolving door. But look, 
this populist uprising in the UK, in Europe, in Italy, in the United States, it didn't just come out of nowhere. Reactionaries are reacting to something real. And what that is, is the economic dysfunction of this country, which has just been unbelievably worsened by the, the crazy response on both the fiscal and monetary side to COVID. So th this is a pretty scary time. You know, if you put your money in the bank, it, real inflation's probably at least 10. You're lucky to be getting two and a half. So you're basically losing seven or eight. Uh, our grandparents could do the opposite. Our grandparents, late 70s, early 80s, they could get 15. They could get plus five when inflation was 10%. So the idea that this is somehow working, uh, this labor disconnect, every restaurant you go to, you'll see dysfunction. Uh, you know, giving Ben Bernanke the Nobel, I think, is is a way to say the emperor has no clothes. You know, the architect of these problems uh, get get the reward. Jeff, hang on one second. We're going to break. We got Jeff from uh, Mises Institute, a someone very focused on what the core problems are in our economy and financial system. Also, Frank Gaffney about the big event we've got tonight live as we crash the twentieth. Congress of the CCP. All next in the world. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. Okay, the cover of the paper of record of our country, the New York Times, has got it right there. We put putting 2020 on the 2022 ballot. It's got it right there, 370 officials running for the federal and state level that are, they call them election skeptics. We say we're election deniers. Uh, Joe Biden's illegitimate and didn't win 2020, and you're going to have to suck on that, okay, because we're going to prove it. Let's go. Can you pull up Drudge? Axios lead story today about the rising superstar of Kerry Lake, and Drudge has got it right there. The Democrats are in full total meltdown. That's the Drudge lead. They're in complete and total meltdown because they understand from Michigan to Nevada to Texas, and I'm talking about places like the Rio Grande Valley and South Texas, Dearborn, Michigan, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Rhode Island 2, Connecticut 2 and 5. We are sweeping the nation right now in a rising tide of MAGA, and they don't know how to handle it. Okay, so we're going to make sure we over the weekend we'll be putting up on Getter. Tonight we got a big special. We're going to have Reggie Littlejohn on from the Committee on the Present Danger in a second. I want to go back to Jeff. We only got a couple of minutes. We're going to have you back on on Monday. But just give us Mises. What is your guys' framework of how you look at the world? Because I want everybody to go. It's one of my favorite sites to keep up well, to speed on everything. Talk to us about what you guys think of capital markets and the economy. Framework starts with money. I mean, the dollar ought to be the calling card of America, just like the Swiss franc used to be, the British pound used to be. So when you manipulate money, it benefits a particular class of people. It does not benefit average people. And if we think about our elites today, look, look we got the wrong elites. I think, I think we can agree on that. But here's the thing. If you look at any country, if you look at its economy, we ought to judge it by how can average people live? Can average people get ahead? Can they save? Can they get into investments? in a rational way, or do they have to fight against these algorithmic traders 
can they get ahead? And right now, there's a real sense. I mean, you talk a lot about perception versus reality in politics. There's a real sense among the American people that they can't get ahead, that they're getting behind, and, and that there's sort of a so that things are rigged, that there is an unjust class of wealthy people who didn't really earn it by their own energy, efforts, talents, etc. And that happens to be true, by the way. I, I would say the banking class is, in some senses, illegitimate in terms of the money they have. So, so unpackaging all this and trying to explain how money works is really at the core of what we do. Bang. It's everything. Remember, the poly- go to birchgold.com right now, uh, slash Bannon, to get my uh, thing, The End of the Dollar Empire. It's a free series. We start with the politics of money about the 19th century, the founding of the nation up to the founding of the Federal Reserve in, in, in the early 20th century. And then with the next one is the collapse of the fall of the dollar as the prime reserve currency. We are going to make the politics of money the central issue we're going to talk about going forward. Because you can take control of that, the rest of it's going to be out of control. You're going to be buried. USA Today, lead story, the $31 trillion face amount about how it's going to affect you. The most liberal daily mass newspaper in the country, the USA Today, has finally got up to the war room and to the war room posse, understanding that this debt that they've piled on is about to crush the American people. Jeff, social media and how they get to the site, sir. Just go to Mises.org, M-I-S-E-S.org, or find me at Jeff Deist, all one word, D-E-I-S-T. Jeff, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks. And, and thank you for the comments on Bernanke because it's very important about him getting the Nobel Prize. Let me go to Reggie Littlejohn. Reggie, we got a big event today in Dallas. Tell us what the committee's doing. What are you guys doing? We're crashing the 20th Chinese Communist Party uh, convention conference in, uh, in Beijing tomorrow, but we're going to do it tonight in Dallas. What's going on? Well, Steve... Actually, tonight in Dallas is tomorrow in Beijing. So we're crashing their party right at the beginning of their party. And this is the 20th National Party Congress of the Chinese Communist Party. I expect that uh, Xi Jinping will basically be coordinated as king, which is a very concerning development. I hate to think, but I, I think it's possible that he's been holding off on invading Taiwan until he has this in his pocket. So God forbid that that should be the case. But what we're doing is we have an amazing group of experts. Frank Afney and I are co-sponsoring this. Then there's Gordon Chang, Simone Gold, Laura Logan, Sidney Powell, Sam Faddis. We're all going to be exposing the truth about the Chinese Communist Party to counter the lies that they're going to be putting out in their 20th Party Congress. Do you think this is a consolidation of, of him becoming emperor for life, but he's also the consolidation the chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, the head of state as the president of China, and also the head of the military. Is that combination of that power now with being the emperor for life? Do you believe and the committee believe, and we're going to hear tonight, that from unrestricted warfare of information, cyber, and economic that have been running the tables on us, do you think this will lead to actually kinetic war in the South China Sea and in Taiwan, ma'am? Steve, I... I... Okay, that is our very serious concern. What, you know, China and Russia made a pact. Basically, they said that they're going to back each other no matter what. Who knows what that means, but it might mean that China is going to back Russia in invading Ukraine and Russia will back China in invading Taiwan. And what has held that up? Is it this party Congress? God forbid, but that's, it, it, that could be the scenario that we're looking at. Reggie, how do people, I want to make sure we take some time here. we got about a minute. Walk through where do people go 
to make sure they see this live. It's going to be in Dallas tonight, but it's that is Sunday morning in Beijing. So we're going to be doing it live and on Real America's Voice. Where do people go to find out all about this? So go to presentdangerchina.org, presentdangerchina.org, and then we're going to be live streaming with you uh, so that everybody can see this event. Yes, we're going to be involved in it here at, uh, at the War Room up on our Getter uh, feed, so we're looking forward to Reggie, also, how do people get to your organization, how they find you? My organization is womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org, and you can find me at realreggielittlejohn at Getter. Reggie, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for being part of this. It's going to be crazy tonight, man. It's going to be great. Lara Logan, Sydney Powell, Frank Gaffney, Sam Faddis, Gordon Chang, Reggie Little John. That's Murderer's Row right there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, 24 days, right? It is the most important midterm since 1862, right after the Battle of Antietam in the early years of the Civil War. Here's what we need to do. They need a democracy. They like democracy. We love democracy. You know why? Because we got the votes, real votes. And we're going to give them a democracy suppository. Remember, what's the watchword? There is no substitute for victory. There is no substitute for victory. Back your life Monday morning at 10 a.m. in the war room. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 